Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. Episode four in our series on off-season options. We're going to move right into those training progressions we were talking about. And Adam, I think if you're like me, you're doing a lot more very detailed training programming for your nutrition clients. I mean, a lot of people now, I think, as I've kind of discerned some of the shifts in the industry in the last 20 or 25 years, a lot of people just kind of expect everything. There are certainly strength coaches who are just, you know, that's what they do. There are nutrition coaches and that's what they do uh, because of my background as a physical therapist and, and a strength coach as well as, as in nutrition. Um, I'm just having a lot of fun with the fact that a lot of clients want everything together and it allows me to program things that tightly like we were describing in the last episode. So uh, t- tell me what you're doing right now with training in your clients. If you have somebody for an off season, how are you communicating your goals for those kind of progressions and blocks and, and how does this play out for you? Yeah, I personally, I like to go by an RPE scale. I make things easy to move. So um, RPE, um, I essentially lay out how many days a week there to train. Um, I can modulate that at any point if I want. I say we can pull back to four days a week if you need to. Um, but I usually design the split in a manner that, you know, let's say they need to grow glutes. They at least have 48 hours before their next glute workout. Um, so then it's kind of structured well, maybe a little bit more frequency on the lagging body parts. Um, with that being said, you know, they know they should be reaching progressive overload. Um, Let me know that their workouts are going well or not. And that's where we kind of decide, hey, we need to pull back a little bit, move training down. Um, Sometimes I even have people take almost a week off of training. I might only have them train two or three days and very light just to, you know, mitigate injuries or whatnot. So um, I think it's more detailed than what a lot of other coaches are doing. Um, interesting story. I had a girl sign up with me, um, a couple weeks ago, she quit actually. So I love talking about my failures, but, um, she said, this is too low a volume for me. And she had sent me what she was doing. And I said, I I agree compared to what you were doing. But I said, also, when you sent me your training block, where do you expect me to go from here? Um, I don't want to give you more. So we need to take a step back before we peak at, you know, that level that you're at now. So essentially lower volume a little bit and then build up so we can get past those current volumes that you're at. So, you know, when you send me the peak of a mesocycle, essentially, you know, it's going to be lower volume to start at least. So I tried to explain you're not stuck with a program. It's a dynamic process, but she said, I'm going to count my losses here. And I said, you're probably not the right guy client to me, you know, and that's okay. You know, but uh, you, no matter how much you explain to people, they, they do have to enjoy what they do. Um, But at the same time, I didn't want to have her enjoy what she did and then spin her wheels. That's just no fun. You know, I had a client who we did this exact same thing. She came to me training six times a week and in the off season now. And when I tried to pull her back to four, um, she was not only angry, she wanted a phone call and wanted to discuss why this just wasn't going to work. And uh, I was able to convince her to give it a shot. So for eight weeks, she did it. And reluctantly, she said, yeah, I've, I've grown and I've gotten stronger. And you were right. 
but now let's go back to five or six days a week. And so it, it is hard to, to get people to realize that the intensity and the strength work, you know, especially in the offseason, here's something that's counterintuitive to a lot of people. When you're in a calorie surplus and you have the ability to eat a little bit more pre-workout, eat a little bit more post-workout, and then recovery, you know, meals throughout the day, you simply can give so much more effort in the gym, you have to recover more. Some people think that's antithetical that, oh, I'm eating more, I can train all the time because I have enough food. And, and you can just completely waste your off season getting cumulative trauma injuries. All of a sudden your elbows are getting sore, your shoulders sore, you can't push as hard. And, and that is the time with extra food to push even harder, let yourself recover. And then I will schedule those blocks that as we're getting deeper in the off season, food intake isn't growing as much, you know, then we can add that, that fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, start, start making the workouts a little bit smaller and getting a little more frequency. But even then, to your point, your best next option is probably cycling back into a place where, where you were at least at some point prior. You can't just keep adding more, 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 more. And that is, that is a tough thing for a lot of people to understand. It is. You know, it's interesting because uh, recently I've asked for more videos of my clients or, um, you know, just said, you know, if this movement's bothering you, just send me a video. And um, I have a champion figure competitor. And when she showed me her bench press, which, you know, I think is one of the simpler exercises and everyone's going to be, you know, proficient in more things than other. Her squat was wonderful, but um, the mechanics of her bench press were pretty bad, like elbow, not under the wrist, like almost like a uh, very slight skull crusher, so to speak. And I thought, wow, how much more muscle recruitment can we make if we just fine tune this exercise? And uh, her strengths could go through the roof. I couldn't believe she benched as much as she did with the form that she had. So now that she's controlling that weight perfectly, um, we're going to see some really big things out of her. Yeah, we've said this before, but I'm going to emphasize this point just to wrap up this episode. And just as an example of, of how you can waste your off season, I did a pretty intense leg workout Friday this week, took off Saturday, Sunday, I ended up with kind of an upper body workout, push and pull. And then I was going to, this was going to be a heavy deadlift week, but getting to Monday, I thought, okay, I, I haven't really, you know, my legs are recovered. So a little sore from, you know, hips are a little tight from Friday. But I thought I'm going to wait and do my deadlift Tuesday. So I have a full day to recover Monday. I just did a little cardio Tuesday. I come in and I completely obliterate a PR for this training cycle on my deads. And now, I mean, I mean, I feel that that great, you know, depth of fatigue from having hit such a strong PR. Had I done that workout a day prior thinking, well, I got to keep the cycle, got to train every day, every day, every day. You know, what if I was down 15 or 20 percent in weight, maybe risking injury? And, and that's a, just a great example of how much better you can get. The, the goal is to build strength and to build muscle. The goal is not how many times a week can you train. And so by taking those extra times to recover uh, is just the entire ball game over time. So I'll, I'll leave it there, guys. Uh, we, we talk a lot about training and we kind of end up back in this place talking about the variables to make sure everybody's getting enough recovery and stimuli. But uh, let's let's head into uh, episode five and our next uh, next shot at wrapping this up. We'll see you next time in Contest Prep University when we start talking about how to create that perfect landing point of the offseason 
into pre-contest. 